G'day guys, welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host TK and I'm here with the boys, Andy. Good to be here guys. And first time in person, Corby. It is very good to be in the house, (laughs) finally. Yeah, so today boys, we are going, this is probably in terms of the chats that we've had, Billy Walters has given us plenty, but I won't give it away. We've got the... Being a big Rocky fan, I'm actually a huge, huge fan of that. But they have, I'm sure they're going to get sued sometime soon. By I was the- about to say that, that All the Tiger is one of the best songs. Like, I'm a para fan, but that is one of the best songs to hear in the crowd, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Awesome pump up song. Is that actually their song? Like yeah. They have you hear it in the, in the crowd. West Tigers. No, right. I don't mind that. So I did spoil it a little bit. Billy Walsh is going to be joining us on the show first. But before we get to Billy. Just remember, you can find us on, well, at the moment, Facebook's kind of blocked us. So you can't find us on there, but Instagram, <laughs> Talking League Pod, Twitter, Talking League One. Please share the show with your family and friends. I really, oh, I'm just getting tongue tied because I'm looking at Corby <laughs> he's, right he's now. He's too nervous. <laughs> I Corby's am. Here. But uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts, really appreciate that, guys. If you can continue to do that, it'll be, yeah, it helps us just continue to grow the show. The Talking League Fantasy and Tipping Comps, they're now open. There is a $500 cash prize for first place. It is free to enter. So invite all your family and friends. Join the community. You can head over to talkingleaguepod.com or more details on the two comps where you can find it on the info notes in your episode guides. You have to beat me to win it though, unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> and he's bringing out some jokes early. All right, guys, let's get on. Everyone wants – this is a very anticipated interview and here is Billy Walters. All right, guys, joining us on the line is West Tigers, half and also hooker, Billy Walters. Billy, welcome back to the podcast, mate. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited. Yeah, mate. Now, you know, just off air, we've been talking about the progress of your knee and it's, it's looking good. But for the audience, just give us a little update and kind of where you're at with your rehab and maybe a kind of a re- timeline for your return. Yeah, so um, I actually saw the surgeon the other day and uh, he's, he's really happy with where it's all going and, and the physios that I work with every day are really happy with um, how everything's going. So I've started obviously running again and um, building up, I suppose, how long I've been running for and how fast. So... Um, yeah, I'm not quite back with the with the training group yet. Still kind of on the side doing my own thing, but hopefully be back with the training group um, either round one or round two, kind of like easing my way in, and then hopefully uh, back playing around six, around six or round seven. Hopefully that's um, if everything keeps going the way it is. So, um, but yeah, feeling really good. It's you know it's not giving me any pain or anything. It's just about building up confidence, I guess, and and the strength around it. No, that's great to, to hear that, mate. But when you're in the, the rehab group and you said you're off to the side, is that kind of like, are you doing bike? Are you doing like band work? Like what happens in a kind of, in that, that sort of group? Um, so obviously it's different for everyone with the injuries, but for me it's been, um, so physios have like a, a special running program for me. Okay. Um, so like it's, you know, it's like a square box where I'll, I'll go up, right, back or like all like all different types of combinations that I'll, I'll kind of do certain reps for and um, I do it you know as fast as they want me to do it or sometimes that's a lot faster than others or it's a bit slower or you know other days I'm doing kind of um, sprint stuff where I'm sprinting 40 meters and obviously can't sprint fully yet but like getting to those kind of max ranges so um, yeah it, it can be a bit tough but um, 
you know, most of the hard work's been done now. So it's just about getting me ready to get back in. Beautiful. Now, looking forward, you know, you, you were really good at hooker in those first two rounds. And obviously, Harry Grant came and COVID came and all that sort of stuff. And you went back to playing in the halves. Between the two positions, do you have a, a favour going forward at all? Um, you know what? My, my mind changes uh, nearly every, every day. Um, I, I, I like playing both positions. Um, yeah. I probably, today, I probably prefer playing um, in the halves, but okay. I, I do love. Um, Playing at nine as well, I love I love attacking out of nine. I think it's um, one of the best spots to attack out of nine. You know, if if you have a really good running dummy half, it, they can be really effective as we see with um, Damian Cook and, and even Harry last year. But um, it's just getting I guess used to the big boys um, running at you all, all day. So um, and they they definitely stick to a game plan when you're playing in the NRL. I've definitely found that out the first two rounds that um, there's nowhere you can hide. Um, They'll, they'll find you. So, um, yeah, it's probably just getting used to that. And if I got used to that, I think I'd definitely love to play nine. Yeah, nice one. Now, mate, you know, we just talked about COVID and all these new rules changes came in. What were, what's your thoughts on the kind of the new rules and kind of what it did for the game in terms of, you know, speeding it up? Were you for or against that? Um, yeah, I was – I was at first I was probably a little bit against it. I thought um, the six again probably – at some points in the game, wouldn't wouldn't help the attacking team. You know, if you're coming out of your own end, uh, I think kicking for touch and getting an extra 30 metres and then starting a set of sticks would have been better. But uh, I think we found that um, how, how much it actually hurt teams um, having to defend six tackles again straight away. Um, obviously, it's a bit easier attacking than it is defending. And, and um, I found as well the first two weeks after COVID when I was coming off the bench, I kind of came on in the, around the 50, 60 minute mark and um, just how tired the the middle was, you know, some fresh legs in there. You can really open up the game. So um, I think I've definitely changed. I'm all for these um all these new rules. I think it's definitely making it faster and making it a little bit easier for us little boys, I guess, for all these big boys now. Yeah, definitely, mate. I caught up with Chad Townsend and also Jamal Fogarty over the last couple of weeks, but they said at training, especially with this preseason, it's, it's noticeable how much more fitness work they've been doing with you guys. Because I think yours, you got Andrew Gray, don't you? Yes, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Has it changed heaps from the last preseason? Um, to be honest, I haven't really done anything with the boys, so I can't fully answer that. But from the side, it's looked like they've done a lot more um, thirteen on thirteen, I guess, or or in between drills. You know, when so when it's time to switch on, um, they'll do a little little uh, con block, I guess, into a skills drill, or or everything will be done really fast. You know. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, everything will be done really fast, so um, there's no time to rest, I guess, which is exactly like the game. Yeah, nice one. Now, mate, last time I ran into you, you told me a little bit about Jake Simkin, and you said he's really, really big for a dummy half. What can you kind of tell the, the audience just a little bit about Jake? Yeah, well, he's actually um, one that's really uh, stood out, I guess, this preseason. Obviously, him and Jacob Little were kind of battling out for that number nine position. Um, I, I'm pretty sure Jake Jacob Little will get the first crack, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Jake Simpkins right on his heel. Um, he, I know he's trained really well. The boys are actually quite impressed with how he's going. Um, so yeah, they've got their first trial tomorrow, and it'll be interesting to see how he goes. You know, um, he is he is quite a big body for a dummy half, I guess. But um, you know, he's really improved his defence and um, his passing game, which is quite crucial as a dummy half. And he's he's actually um, quite sneaky out of dummy half as well. So I think yeah. it'll cause a few headaches for a few opposition. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on him. Mate, another name that's kind of popping up on the radar is Jock Madden. He didn't get to play, obviously, last year because there was no reserve grade. But well, can you tell us much about Jock? Yeah, he, he's 
similar to Jake, you know, they live together actually, so it's I'll quite funny. But um, <laughs> yes, those two and Reese Hoffman. So, um, but yeah, Jock's another one. He, I think he's um, if he gets his chance, he's in for a big year. I think he he might be a, a little smoky for round one with Adam Dewey being suspended. Um, and I think Moses Embi is battling a little bit of a hamstring complaint. I think Moses will be right for round one. But um, yeah, so Jock Madden, I think he'll handle it great. You know, he's, he's a great trainer. He's um he's He's quite small, but he's really tough, and he, and he really has a crack. So, um, and he's very silky with his with his skills. So, um, yeah, he's for sure one to watch out for. I think once he gets his chance, he'll take it with both hands, and um, yeah, he'll have a great year. Yeah, beautiful. Now you mentioned Adam Dewey, and just reading a lot of articles about what Madge has been saying about the team structure, he's looking to maybe pair Brooks and Dewey early in the season. How are the boys kind of gel together? Um, they look really slick from what I've seen from training, mate. Um, Adam Dewey's absolutely spot into that with no dramas. You know, he's um. He seems to be creating a lot of opportunities at training and um, he's running the ball a little bit more himself, which I think is one of his strengths. So, um, yeah, I think he was playing really nicely there with Booksy and I think Booksy's in for a big year as well. Um, you know, he's had his critics, which I think have been a bit harsh on him, um, but I definitely think um, he's ready for the year and he's got good support in Adam Dewey there. And I think if, um, not sure how they're going to go now with Dane Laurie signing on, but I think um, whether they go Dane or, or Moses at the back, Moses was looking pretty silky at, at fullback as well. So, um, I think we've got a really good spine this year, and um, yeah, I think we'll surprise a lot of teams. Mate, I watched a video yesterday of this bloke called Alan Fitzgibbon. Mate, he's the fastest looking bloke ever. What's the go with this guy? Mate, he, he kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I, I'd, I'd never heard of him personally before, and then he, he kind of rocked up for training, and um, yeah, he's he's bloody lightning quick, and it's not just his um, speed. He's actually pound for pound probably one of the strongest in the clubs. You know, we do all these little tests. Um, you know that that can try to kind of find out how how strong you are pound for pound, and he's right up there with all the big boys. So, okay. um, yeah, I think he's in for a big year as well. Um, he's um, it could be a smoky for a wing spot, who knows? But um, we'll see how he goes in the trials, I guess. But yeah, he's he's lightning fast and he's quite strong. So um, yeah, I think if he gets a chance, he'll take it with both hands. Yeah, has him and Jimmy Roberts had a, a race yet there, Phil. Um, I don't think so. I think Jimmy's a bit scared to race him in case he, he takes the crown off him. But uh, who knows? I know Noff will probably try and put his hand up too and say he's probably the fastest at the club. But um, okay. I'll let those three battle it out because if, if we're all doing a race, I think I'd be about 20 metres behind all three of them. So Fair call, mate. Fair I won't get involved in that. Mate, well, actually, before we move on, one of the questions I was going to ask you at the end was strongest pound for pound, and you, you mentioned Alan. Who, who else kind of? Is it the smaller guys that kind of get stuck in there? Um, I, I, yeah, I guess so. It's kind of, um, I don't know, I kind of look at it as um, probably a little bit of bias, but again, Jock Madden is probably one of the okay. strongest pound for pound as well. He, he has a really strong bench. I think he does about 130 or, or 140 even, So, and he's got a good squat too. So, um, and, you know, he's only 19 or 20, so he's, he's really strong for his age, and um, he'd be up there. And then you've got the big boys as well. I know uh, Zane Musgrove, he's, he's probably the strongest out of all the forwards. Um He's a big, strong strong body, and he's looking really fit this year, so I think he's also in for a big year. Perfect, mate. Name that keeps going on the radar, and I really liked him playing last year with Sean Bloor. I remember the game that you played against Parra, and you were playing 5-8 that day. He really stood up to Nathan Brown, but Madge has been saying he's also having a bit of a crack on the edge as well. In terms of kind of what he brings, does he have a little bit of footwork, a little bit of speed? What are you seeing out of Sean? He's just got really good aggression and um, and power. Um, I don't I had marked up against him this preseason because of my injury, but I remember last year he was, um, he was a handful of training any time I had him as my opposition back rower. So, um, yeah, I think he, he's probably going to cause a few headaches for 
Madge trying to fit him into the team somewhere because mm. I think he should be there somewhere with his um, power and speed. But I think he, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to say it, but I think he's actually uh, broken his wrist. So okay. I think he's due for surgery and um, I think he's going to miss the first kind of couple of games. So it's a bit unfortunate for him because he's had a really good preseason and I know he was pretty close to even maybe jagging a starting spot. So. Um, it's disappointing for him, but he's in pretty good spirits, and I think he'll um, he'll bounce back. Yeah, I guess it's a long season though, twenty five rounds, so plenty of time to come back. Even like yourself coming back in round six. But one of the impressive, two of the impressive signings from the the off season, Bill, was obviously Tarmow and off again Howie bring a lot of leadership, a lot of experience. Just on first impression, what have they kind of brought to the squad, mate? Yeah, well, that's exactly what they bought. Um, they both kind of came in right before we went on our army camp at the end of last year, so um, they had. You know, they were chucked in straight away. They only kind of met the boys a couple of days before and um, they were straight in leading from the front, you know, using their voices and, and leading with their actions as well. So um, I think so far from what I've seen, they've both really um, done what I think Madge has brought them in to do and that's to kind of be leaders with experience, I guess. So um, Jimmy, Jimmy will be a great captain and I know um, Joffa's, um, you know, he's he's been really good with leadership as well. He's a really good bloke too, so... yeah. Good to have. Nice one. Two more questions now. The first one, really excited about Stefano. Sorry, a lot of him come through the, the lower grades at Parramatta, and he was pretty impressive with his limited time in first grade as well. What's he look kind of like when you're watching him at scrimmage? Like, does he have a big engine? Does he go after the big guys like the two I just mentioned? Yeah, um, he, he sticks out like a sore thumb because he's that big. Um, <laughs> he towers over everyone, even the big boys. So, um, yeah, he's a big body. I wouldn't want him to get in the way of him, but going to have to be some people's job this year in the NRL, I think. So, um, yeah, he's looking pretty good. Um, he's still pretty fresh and pretty raw, so um, he's still got a lot to learn, I guess, but he's he's doing his best every day to soak in everything, and he's, I know he's um, been talking to a few of the other experienced middles, I guess, trying to get their take on how to be the best he can be. So, um, yeah, I think he, he's another one to kind of look out for. I think um, he'll be really good for us this year, another big body, which you kind of need these days. So I think we've got a few big bodies now, which is really good. Yeah, with Stefano, does he have like nice footwork or something for a big man? Um, I'll tell you what, I didn't think he actually has much footwork or, or much skill about him, but he scored a really good try at training the other day. Actually, he got the ball about 50 out. Um, someone put him through a, a big hole and he actually dummied and stepped the fullback so, wow. and then finished off the try. So uh, <laughs> I know the boys were a bit impressed because everyone was carrying on a bit after he scored, even himself. So, um, yeah, so he surprised me there a bit. For a big boy, he's got a bit of skill. Nice one. Now, mate, final question is just about – Madge talked about pairing up the Leilua brothers. That's going to be a destructive combo, two of them together. What are the kind of – how have they been during scrimmage? Um, yeah, they've been, they've been pretty sharp, I think, uh, from what I've seen anyway. Um, you know, they're both great players on their own, and I know playing together, they're quite honest with each other because obviously they have that brotherly relationship where, you know, if one's slacking off or if one's not doing something right, you know, they'll get stuck into each other and hold each other hold each other accountable. So, I think that'll work in our in our favour. So, yeah, they're going to be another <laughs> force fire- to be reckoned with, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. do they fire up at each other during training? Oh yeah, a bit mad. Not nothing too serious. You know, everyone gets a bit heated on the field. You know, everyone yeah, yeah. W- wants to win and wants to be the best. So. You know, you're trying to chip in each other and I suppose because they're brothers, they can go a bit harder at each other because they know they love each other at the end of the day. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so it, it's good that they're being held accountable and, um, yeah, I think they, they're going to be great for us.
Yeah, for sure. Well, Billy, I really appreciate you joining me on the podcast, mate. Best of luck with the knee injury. Really looking forward to seeing you back in action, mate. No worries. Thanks for that, mate. Appreciate that. All right, boys. Big three time. We've got Alex Twal. We've got Luciano Leilua and David Nofalin. We'll start with Twali. So he came in at 709K. Break even at 53. Does lose his jewel. A little bit unloved at 2.6%. But Andy, you got a little bit on him? Yeah, it's an interesting one because before his injury last year, the first five games, he averaged 65 points. That's massive. That's massive. Josh, we would say tackle efficiency. Remember, <laughs> oh, yeah, we were at your house. It was like a hundred percent for the first five rounds. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So, I think uh, he's definitely one to watch. If he can come back and hit that form, he was hitting the zero point nine ppm. Massive. Ooh. And and, and he, if he's playing lock, he nails that lock spot. Matt Eisenhuth took over it when he come back, and he just didn't hit that form again. So yeah, at that price, but he's kind of more of a draft relevant guy. Boys, where in the draft would you take a twally? Maybe a three. Yeah, you want that kind of middle course? Yeah, I'd take him four, three, base stat king. He runs, tackles, no mistakes. He's pretty solid. Like, he's a good backup. Just push it down. Yeah, cool. Boys, the next one, Luciano Leilua. He surprised me. He was probably my pickup of the draft last year because he was unloved. He only was a benchy at the Dragons, but read a little bit of stuff from a match. He was going to make him into an 80-minute player. Switched him over to the left edge. Had that huge game where he hit 100 against the Broncos. Just can. Consistent, but round one to 10, 52 average, round 11 to 20, 52 average. He's on my watch list because generally I've got Crichton and Fafita above him, but if you want an alternative because of the ownership, the ownership's at like, what, 2%. So he's unloved. So someone that if a Fafita runs into a bit of injury trouble, he's going to get you a 50 on that edge too. Any thoughts, boys? First year at the Tigers, now his second year, is he going to get complacent? I'm just worried about him. But with his brother coming over to you. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think that's why they made that. I reckon to make him fire up again, Madge has done that intentionally. I, I know if me and my brother were playing the wing, geez, we'd cop some sprays from each other. Well, Billy <laughs> said that. He said these, they always spray each other. We would be honest. You know, it'd be, what are you doing? <laughs> there would be some <laughs> leaky defence down that edge. <laughs> <laughs> but he's 53 average in 2020. That's gun category. Well, he's pushing gun category, yeah. Yeah, but is it inflated by the 100 no, I don't think it is. No. Like his lowest score was only 32. But he scored 181 two games. I think there was a couple of low scores. I think there was five games where he scored under 40. Yeah, maybe. Nine out of 20 games he scored 50 plus. So about 50% on the record. He's not bad. Like I said, just put a little bit of asterisk next to him. And if yeah. anything happens to Fafita. And it, is, it is that like uh, the low, like the edge players aren't that high. Like, yeah. So you need, there is not many high oh, edge players. So As you know. Yeah, it's true. I'll probably take him in around that round four. I reckon he's around four in the, in the draft. Yeah, I'd reckon. say that. Yeah. All right, no for Luma, boys. He was, he's just a, well, kind of the same because he averaged 49 in 2019. Again, in 2020, he dropped off because the Tigers dropped off. Because the first one to 10, he was averaging 52, only 47. So he lost five points in that back end. But at 667K, again, unloved at 3.6%. But boys... We'll start with you, Cobby. What are you thinking about Nofa? I'd look at him as in that fourth round, fifth round in draft. He's quite high there. But in classic, I wouldn't go near him. I'd go a little bit uh, further up into the elite and then look at some uh, and cheapies and sort of mixing up the winger fullback positions. Yeah. Andy? Yeah, I think he's outpriced himself, um, especially being outside James Robert this year. Um, mm. renowned ball hog. <laughs> so he might get those, those carries from uh, his own line, but yeah. 
I don't know. If- and he's on fire already. Like <laughs> he brought up because the whole thing, like Leilua and Nofa had a nice little combination going there. So that's the big thing about shifting it. And it's, it's a change. It's a change like, in partnership. Big time. So, yeah. So maybe Nofa Luma might be going dropping maybe to that mid-40s area. So maybe a little bit of an avoid, boys. Yeah, that was so clear. Oh, mm. he's just dropped down to about sixth, seventh now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. If I can pick him up in the sixth or seventh. <laughs> that's not Jesus, bad, yeah. That's good. Boys, moving on to Luke Brooks and Adam Dewey, a new partnership. You know, Billy said they're working. Uh, I guess he probably wouldn't say if they're going bad anyway, but I can see these guys gelling because I like the left, bro- left foot from Brooks. And then Dewey, we're talking a little bit about his, you know, switch into the halves. But Brooksy, I know you're both very keen on him. Andy, I know you've been just – wanting to have a little crack at Brooksy, but tell me why. Oh, well, he's been hammered. Last year, he didn't have a good season, um, but in the first seven rounds last year, he scored average 52 fantasy points. Mm. And considering his break-even is 41, that's a massive 11 points difference. That's It's very juicy. And in 2019, he actually um, averaged 52 fantasy points as well. Yeah, I so saw that. He's Track got, record. He's got the potential. Mm. Um, he probably takes ownership of the team this year. Who else has got Dooley coming in as, as his half partner? Um, I'm thinking Luke Brooks to finally have his breakout season. It's interesting you, you mentioned, you know, being a dominant half. 2019, he averaged 300 kick meters and then 200 only last year because Benji played a lot of that that first receiver yep. role. Any thoughts on Brooksy, Corpse? Yeah, just in the kicking, kick meters department. So he had that extra 40 meters gained and 100 meters kicking meters in 2019. Mm. Dahui. In 2019, I don't know if I've said that right. Yeah, I'd like a, like a clarification on that. I think it's Dewey. 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 I think it is. Okay. That's what Billy said. Billy said Dewey. I might just call him Adam. So Adam, <laughs> in 2019, he had 100 kicking metres average. Yeah. Benji had 286 kicking metres. So I think Brooks will claw some of that back yeah. as the main half lot you were pointing at before. And he should get up around that 50 again. So is he in team one for you two boys or team four? Like? Well, he's, he's, he actually was in and out my side uh, before this, but I think he's in. I've got uh, him on the bench though. I've still okay. got Lamb and both him as an emergency. Gotcha. Okay. Moving with, on. What about- yeah, with a bit of the news on Chanel and Hemis, yeah. Chanel Harris-Tavita over at the Warriors, Brooks might actually find his way into my team because yeah. I think he will make some money with those kick meters. So mm. he's at 544. He's a little bit higher than Dewey. Is Dewey anything on your radar, boys? I think there's still some um, like points to be made for him. You mentioned the goal kicking was a big decision. For yeah, you. if he does nab it, which he should, because like well, I guess they got they got Umbai, um, and the Jack. Okay, they just got Umbai. Yeah. <laughs> so if he nabs it, that's a good maybe three points a game. Oh, sorry, six points a game he can get. Mm. Moving on to Moses Umbai, well, we might as well keep all well, you've mentioned him. Interesting, you know, Billy mentioned his hamstring issues, which is never great, as we know from a little bit of stuff from. A lot of physios and NRL physio himself, you know, once they do it once, if they're not taking care of it, it can happen again and again. But he's actually got a pretty good fullback average. Over his career, he's averaged 38, and he's played quite a bit of fullback there as well. So if he actually does have a little bit of health, you might not, you know, and by at 422K, he's got that dual because he can play center as well. Break even of 31. So if you can get that, you know, if you can stay on the field, if he can – if he can score that 38, 39, he might be a little bit handy. Any thoughts, Corby? Yeah, I'm just worried about those Hemi issues that Billy referred it, it to. It always is, isn't it? Hemi's the biggest it's one, eh, hey, boys? Yeah. Well, think about the position that he's likely to get fullback. Yeah. Oh, they're covering the most case. It's true. So I'm worried about him. I'd, I'm going to avoid him. It's almost like you just, if you take a chance, if you, if you feel like he's going to go uh, 
uh, his hamstrings are going to be okay. Then mm. yeah, he's not playing troll, is he? So you can't no, say that. Yeah. The only good thing about Embai being 422 is kind of priced around that same price as Aramian. And now that kind of Momorowski's gone over to Penrith, he's below that price. So you can nearly take a risk on Embai if you really were keen on him. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's- I, I don't think they got Dane Laurie over for no reason. True. Mm. He might play there early, but I think Embai could be battling it out on the bench for utility. He, he did lose his captaincy last year as well. So is that a sign of... I just don't think he was ready for it. I think he said it himself. I don't think he's a captain sort of – I think he's in a leadership group, group yep. but not a, not the guy to lead you around the park. So but, is that a no across the board or – Yeah, I think so. Oh, he would probably – even in draft, what are you thinking, boys? Like around 9, 10? Yeah, late. Very yeah, late. Yeah, it'd be something around that, maybe 9. Yeah. All right, sticking on centres, like these two guys, Joey Leilua and James Roberts – both once considered the best in their positions, like four or five years ago. Didn't like, Joey claim that last year? Before Joey's shocker of a season. Joey's a nutter. Like when you think about it, his stats just an absolute just horse crap. Four hundred and forty k he's starting <laughs> at break even of thirty three. I think he deserves his one percent ownership. I, th- I don't know who's owning this bloke, but boys, I don't see any value in Joey at all. Yeah, no. I've got him as overvalued. Maybe the only sort of positive is playing with his brother that could bring out it, maybe bring something out of him. Yeah, but um, yeah, just the consistency is the worry. <laughs> Tell what's going to happen on that edge. A lot of tackle breaks, but a lot of missed tackles. Boys. <laughs> it's just going to, you know, when you get like a tackle break three, and then demerit next set two, miss two, bang, bang, like, bang. Yeah, that could I, be some. Maybe we could visualize that for our multis. I think yeah. the video analysis will just be press and replay each week. <laughs> <laughs> Corby James Roberts for me. A massive red flag is when Wayne Bennett tries to sign you, does it, brings you over to South for two years, and then punts you. Like, what's your feelings towards James Roberts? Yeah, that is true. But surely he's at a stage now where if he doesn't do anything at the Tigers, he's pretty much going back to Queensland Cup or it's a New South Wales Island. Cup. Yeah, Boys, he's young. You know, he's only 27. It seems like he's been around for 15 years, this bloke. That's actually shocked me. 27 years old. I'm sure. I'll Google it again just to make he's sure that my... aged terribly. <laughs> Just in case Ted Ted drips me, yeah, he's probably is, 35. That is the, the, man, the bald man who went bald at 29, so I can't really talk <laughs> but about boys, it. But, boys, while I Google this, is there any interest from either of you and James Roberts? Yeah, I've, uh, I actually looked at his stats, and his break even is 29 points, and he has got the, the, the actual pedigree to score. He scored uh, in 2019 when he played over 80 minutes, he averaged 38 fantasy points. Mm. So if he can keep his what, head right. Did you say that was? Uh, 2019. Okay. So if he can keep his head like head right and sort of stay in the game, stay focused, which maybe Madge is a pretty hard punishing um, coach, maybe he can bring that out of him and say, "Hey, pull your head in, mm. <laughs> don't get carried down the stairs, pissed. <laughs> like sort yourself out, and then maybe you could actually make our fantasy team." So, well, boys, I can confirm he's twenty seven. He's twenty twenty eight on the third of March. So, happy birthday to James Roberts in a couple of weeks. But yeah, I'm kind of in a void. I've uh, he's priced at twenty five. Mm. If he you take the minus two game out last year, he had a 35 average. So he could potentially make you 130K. He's better value than Joey, but I'm not going oh, If I have to pick between the two, I'm definitely oh, yeah. going James Roberts. Yeah. And, and mind you not, he does make my 100 club team. Yeah. He's scored 100 points before. So Can we get a screenshot of this 100 club I'll, team? I'll make one up. <laughs> what the hell is his 100 club team? <laughs> and he's losing the plot. He gets a... No, 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 no. He gets an early Sorry one. for choosing good players. <laughs> Boys, now a couple of the older heads, Joe Off again, Howie and James Tarmow. So, you know, both have been fantasy relevant in the past. Joe had an absolute wretched year last year. But, of course, starting with you, Joey. Joey Off again, Howie. 
He's a team list because, and I don't think it's going to be likely, but if Simpkins wasn't on the bench, um, then, sorry, if Simpkins is on the bench, then I think he could get around that 54 minutes. Mm. If Simpkins isn't, then he's a definite avoid. Because if he plays at that 0.78 points per minute, which is his average over the last three years, he did go down quite a bit last year. Um, He can make you playing at that 54 minutes, uh, 143K. So I'm... I'm, yeah, he's probably not going to make my classic team, to be honest. He's looking at probably around seven or eight. Not even team number eight. Like. <laughs> no. We're, going, we're nearly through the teams, and we're going to actually have to start picking Same players <laughs> when we do the positions. Andy, James Tamiel, any thoughts? Oh, I was going to mention something on Joe. So, yeah, yeah, go. Sorry, mate. Um, he was competing against TPJ, Alex Glenn, Flegler, and Hassler. That's a lot of minutes, right? That's, that's a lot of minutes to be shared yep. around, so we didn't get that much. When he did um, – we, him starting Tigers a prop. He scored 42 average from four games last year. So there is potential. It could be a slow cash burn like that mid-ranger if he gets some good minutes. So it's all about their minutes for him. Yeah, okay. Any thoughts on James Tarmel? I'm, I'm kind of – it's interesting because his minutes just keep declining. Yeah, that's that's, that's Which you probably at his age, he's the leader. He's the captain of the team. Well, his PPM is 1.02. Oh, it's great. So it's one of those things. But back end of draft, I don't mind him. If he's there at 9-10 yeah. and I need a middle, I might even just nab him because I know – that 40 points could be pretty vital, you know? And also, the Tigers, they have him as captain, so looking for, him, for experience. Mm. So maybe they keep him on a bit longer, push him. Uh, no, I reckon same minutes because Penrith had needed the exact same thing and he can only uh, go true. through 42. So, But 42 is still pretty valuable. Thoughts? Yeah, he's, he's similar to the Twile build, isn't he, in terms of just does his thing, just a base that king. Yep. Uh, yeah, later down the list, you're looking at others. But you do need players like this to – Fill in other positions. You can't have all guns. Like yeah, the yeah. guns are going to go pretty quick. So he's a good one to have there because you know what you get. Yeah, for sure. Moving on, boys. We've got some spice. It's a little bit of value. Jacob Little's a very interesting. Is that one. A little pun there. A little bit of value. Yeah, I didn't even like. <laughs> how good was that by me? So three hundred and four k. Stop blowing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you're making jokes now. Now Little three hundred and four k break even at twenty three. He's much loved, one of the biggest ones in the whole of NRL fantasy at nearly 29%. But, boys, like, he's kind of in my team now, but he's kind of on that area of number 17 and number 18. I th- I'm just getting the impression this guy is a trap. I'll let you guys give us your say in a second. The biggest thing that I've noticed out of Jacob, he's yet to complete a full season and he has never played 80 minutes in a game. And now they want to create this – Hooker out of him. I don't think he's going to play eighty minutes. I don't think he was ever going to play eighty. Mm. I, got, I think with the umbo on the bench or someone as a fourteen was would come in to have that support play the fourteen or be that hooker. Like even if Billy Walters comes back in round seven or eight, he'll come and take that hooker spot off him. Maybe seventy minutes in, sixty minutes in. So I've got something to say about Billy in a sec, but Corbs. Yeah, well, his points per minute in twenty nineteen point nine one, twenty twenty point eight three. So I've gone with a point eight seven. Okay, sixty minutes. There's 52 points. How many minutes will he need? Sorry, Kobe. I've got him at 60 minutes 60, there. Okay. And that gives him 52 points. Now, he might get a little bit less, but you're looking That's around the 50, that gives him price rise of 377K. That's Are you concerned crazy. about his injury, boys, but like his history of repeated injuries? I just see that massive dollar sign. I think he's a must-in <laughs> classic. I think there's big money to be made in him. Yeah, I see. For 304K, it's, I feel like he's owned by a lot of teams and there's a reason why. It's a good chance. It's, yeah. You're worth a pump. What I'm doing is having a number 18 that can easily play in my team 
just in case something happens to him okay. around that same price. Because I, to be honest, I know Billy's my boy, but I think Billy's a better hooker than him. I, I think so. And that's not even really his position. You've got something to say, oh, don't no, you? I've something here. Every time we interview someone, TK's oh, like getting them in their team. Just <laughs> It's called looking after I, the boys. Now, when we do Panthers and Seraldo, how are you going to get him in your team? He's my assistant coach, mate. <laughs> I'm giving myself a tip. But Billy Walters, actually, if he does come back nice, I think it'll take him a little while, maybe mid-season. But keep an eye on him because his hooker stats, the first game, he actually scored a 50 in that first round one. Round two, had he not had seven demerit points, sorry, seven missed tackles, he would have scored another 50. 14 points, wow. Did you have a driving letter this morning? What's a demerit point? (laughs) (laughs) That letter letter came in the mail. It's something I've introduced. The RTA is part of NRL. It's okay. I'll drive you to draft, mate. I'll I'll run with that, actually. Can we start calling demerit points? Yeah, yeah. I like it. We'll get a sponsorship out of the bloody RTA as well. We can find them as well. (laughs) Boys, the next one we'll move on to is Sean Bloor. Shawnee was in every – this is the thing. I hope – by the time we release this, I'm thinking it's Sunday, but they play on Saturday night, so I hope our scoop's not gone, that he's broken his wrist, because broken wrist is quite serious too. Like, Well, we get our physio fill on next week to tell to us have how long it will. Because I've got a friend that did it, and it took him ages to get back to normal. So it's going to be interesting to see what physio fill our, our resident physio says during the week as well. But with Bloor, he attracted everyone because 246K, break-even of 18, like I mentioned, huge 28%. So 28%, for me, I reckon one-third of people know what they're doing and Bloor would have been in one-third of the people that know what they're doing. So Yeah, he, he's not going to play 80. He'll be more like a Jaden Sewer minutes kind of guy, maybe 50-plus. He definitely won't play 80 because he looks like it's when he first played, he was struggling yeah. for gas against when he had that matchup against Nathan well, that's Brown. the thing, moving from the middle, right? So it, it's, it's not the same... I don't think we'll get the 80, but look, if he scores more than 40 minutes, he's going to make some money for you for 246K. Yeah, he gets – Garner's probably more on the radar now, right? Well, yeah, he definitely. Because yeah, I, he gets was, the jump. I was surprised with the non-Garner talk. I was like, what did this guy do wrong? Because Off-field drama. He had pretty good stats. Just getting back to Blore before we move on to Garner, he had that yeah. 0.84 points per minute. So it, I put him at 60 minutes, mm. and that got him the 50 points. Which but is great for a 216 k I was just salivating doing the stats on Little and Blue. I was just singing mm. money, money, money. Not Everyone anymore. just got a little bit nah, ahead of themselves. Anymore, but but I'll tell you what, me jaw, me jaw hit the floor when I heard it. I was like... <laughs> for draft players, this opens up Garner because Garner's going to hit that 80 minutes now because he's going to have no one on the bench well, to do you, do you cover him. and Possibly Joe Fangali. He played second row for a bit for Broncos. Nah. Nah? Nah, definitely Still, he's not. He's a middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I think that was because they didn't have anyone left. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But Garner's great value. Like You look at his – he's got a 44 um, price and he got the 49 average for 64 minutes 2019, 46 for 73 minutes in 2020. Mm. He, he gets overlooked for blokes like Kikau, Katoa, who are just all power like, – what were you saying, the stats men? Uh, the oh, they're popcorn players, mate. Yeah, yeah they're highlights. <laughs> they're highlights, guys. Well, Garner gets the same fantasy points. What would you say his price was? His price was oh, – I haven't got it there. Two seconds. But just carrying on with that chat, with Kikau. 596K. He'll be on – the so there's a three-minute highlight reel. He'll be in all three minutes, but that's all he did in the whole game. Yeah, correct. And he doesn't play 80. Yeah. And, like, you, I've seen Josh oh, – sorry, mate. Corby was upset with him last year when, mate, he's just waiting for him to score a good – takes him off, puts someone else in, and when he's on the bench, he scores 80 points. Yeah. Boys, so, but yeah, back end of a like, if I can get him seventh or eighth round in a draft, I'm definitely picking up guns. Like, he's yeah. good. But you know the crazy thing, like, Kikau will get picked round three. 
Yeah. And they've got the same. Just for the potential. Yeah. All right, boys. Let's do a kind of rapid fire. Then we're going to finish on Stefano because I know he's your boyfriend. But Tommy Talao, yes or no? Negative. Corby? Uh, no. Yeah, I think an- he's outside Leilua and Leilua Brothers. Uh, could be a bit of ball swapping there. I don't think he's in the ball. Although, okay. just quickly, he should get – because he looks like he might um, for that centre – Position if he can get the centre dual position, yeah, he does have it. He does have it. Yeah, the he looks like he's got that left wing. Wacko's whispers was pointing that he might yeah. have left wing. He, it, he just scores. Not, he scores too much when he needs a try to score. That, yeah, that's he, his biggest problem. He outpriced himself last year. Yep. Uh, if he if he's this his first season, yeah, he could could be good. Like he was good last year, but yeah, it's just too much of a risk. All right, Jake Jake Simpkins quickly, Corby. Just a watch list. Watch list. Andy. Yeah, not data. Two to finish, which are quite interesting. Dane Laurie, like he's got a nice little, you know, he, he's priced 246K, breaking of an 18. He did get to play that last round where they carved up the doggies. In saying that, Penrith were at the top of their game. The and Bulldogs were at, they yeah, wanted the to doggies. hit the piss, really. <laughs> so do we really take much of a count of 50? Like Moses will be there for a long, long time. Does, is that, uh, does that push you off, Laurie, for a bit? Well, well Josh, uh, Corb was talking to me earlier, the hamstring. You know, like well, it could yeah. be that issue with if and by gazing the fullback does a hammy, they they sign a, a fullback for a not no reason. Like Laurie is there to mm. be there. Yeah, Laurie's similar to the Simpkins. You can get him on your bench just as a cheap. He's coming in at the cheapest price you can get almost. Yep, knowing that they're going to get some time at some point. Okay, so well, that just frees up some coin for others. Uh, so you're just going to put him in emergencies. Yeah, well, where he, well, he plays there around one, does he not? Just depends if Mo- well Billy said that Moses should be right, but Moses plays it. Moses goes to six for the first round, or that maybe that Jock. Oh, they're talking does. about Jock. Yeah, okay. So if he doesn't play, then it's just a watch list like Gorbs or something. Yeah, maybe chuck him in the emergencies. All right, let's finish it off because I know you've put a lot of research into this guy because you love him. <laughs> Corby, kick us off. Stefano Otti. I'm going to try and pronounce this. Yutoi Kamanu. Yutoi Kamanu. Okay. It's hard to do too much research. He didn't have many games. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and they were like 13 minutes on Max, it, I think. Did you get a little bit of a arousal when Billy said that he stepped the fullback? And Yeah, I was like, how good's that? <laughs> I'll bet you if you asked Big Stefano if it hit the, to go through the try, it would have went to about 80 metres. <laughs> how good is this bloke? <laughs> uh, I haven't heard that one for a while. His points per minute, 1.2, in his two scoring games, he came on for... I don't even think he got a hit up in his other game. <laughs> but that's like ridiculous. It's I know it's only a short stint, but you just all the other raps and then that little bit of data. He has been compared to that Hass, and that's sort of in my eyes, but he's I've got a bit of a love it wasn't uh, in, affair for him. It in wasn't eyes, in that interview, but uh there was an article earlier uh where he was touted to be training the house down. He was one of the fastest <laughs> blokes in, in, the, in the training. So. But, boys, at that price level at 246K, when you need an emergency, like if he gets 35 minutes, he might score 35 points, which for an emergency, if you need – just say you have someone drop out late and you get his points. Like, that's not bad. Yeah. Well, well, if he gets that 30, 35 minutes, the 40 points, another 286K. At, the Tigers are full of dollars. Oh, I'm just, my yeah. eyes, they've got so many cheap guys. I mean, it does depend on whether game time later on because they're all not guaranteed starting spots. But okay. a few of them should have the bench. In oh, out of all, out of all the teams you sort of want to watch, when you want to watch throughout the season, the Tigers are looking juicy because there's all that potential. Players. Oh yeah, for sure. And we're ending this, Corby. Where in the draft are you taking Stefano? 
I feel like someone's going to get him and just like give me the finger straight away just because <laughs> they've got him. I, he's, I think he could be that cheeky one because yeah, maybe six. I'm going really early. Six? High, man. Holy shit! Yeah, you already had one beer. Because <laughs> <laughs> who's the starting props? Is Joe and uh, Tarmout. James and Joe, yeah. And then yeah. they've got McKaylee as well. He'll be starting. Minutes. Guaranteed he'll be starting. And then 12 needs minutes. I hope, I hope Gores picks him six because then we get some other players. Oh, big time, Ray. You know what? You should go higher. Go, go in fifth, John. You are <laughs> controversial. I'm a hold, I'm gonna, at round six, I'll hold you to this tonight. <laughs> no, 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 no. Pick him. Pick him. All right, boys. Another great episode. Next on the show, we'll be catching up. Actually, Bulldogs, they've gone into a little bit of hiding. So there's no one for the Bulldogs coming on. But we got, we're got we going to introduce you to Physio Joe, which – Physio Phil, Phil, sorry. I said already stuffed That's it up. That's his brother. <laughs> <laughs> definitely is. But he's great. He actually works with the rugby league, Lebanon rugby league team. So, And he's a practicing as well physio. So great to get him on board. We'll have him. And we might even get Clarky on for a little bit of news before we wrap up with the doggy stuff. All right, boys. We'll see you next episode, yeah? Love it, boys. See you tomorrow. All right. See you later. <laughs>